Welcome to the Homegirls. Four top producing mega realtors, moms, wives, and friends talking about real estate and real life. Angela, Kristen, Jessica, and Lindsay are in the top 1% of all real estate agents and would be honored to receive your real estate referrals in Colorado. Join us as we drop a new episode every Monday anywhere podcasts are aired, in real life on YouTube, and connect with us every day on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HomegirlsCO. Thanks for listening. We love you. Hey guys, Kristen here with the Home Girls. We are here today to talk about our 2021 goals. Every business should be setting their goals for the upcoming year. And I know Eric and I have started to talk about our goals a little bit. So um, let's talk about our goals. Have, have you girls started your goals? Um, I don't know, Lindsay, you, have you thought about anything? Um, I don't know. I feel a little all over the place right now because I'm also considering a brokerage switch. So that's kind of weighing heavily on me and making me think about like what my goals are and what I want to do. I mean, honestly, I think the way that I feel is I'm working on coming up with a GCI goal and then adding as much leverage as I possibly can so that I hit that GCI doing as little as possible of it myself, if that makes sense. So I think that's my gonna be my goal. Like I don't 100% have it defined right at this exact minute yet, but I would like to increase my GCI and increase my leverage. That's my goal for 2021. Well, Kristen, since you're actively planning yours, do you have your goal set already? So yeah, I'm kind of taking, I'm kind of taking a step back. 2020 really opened my eyes. We paid a lot of bills off last year and we got, we got rid of a lot of debt because our 2019 was so shitty as well, sales wise. So we cut back a lot on our, our expenses. And this year our sales went up and our expenses were down. So it kind of opened up our eyes to be like, Hey, like we can slow down. We don't have to be crazy. So my, my goal is to at least sell a million a month. That's it, a million. Um, and that's it. I don't care about units. I don't care about gross commission income. If we can sell a million a month, the rest will follow. That's how I look at it. I'm keeping it simple. And I, we're going to start um, really looking at our property management company too, because that actually started to be really profitable this year, like a lot. So we're going to um, set some goals on, on growing that and making that bigger. So what about you, Angela? What are you, any goals, anything? Well, I feel like to set next year's goals, you have to know if you hit your goals this year, if you didn't, how you fell short and why you fell short. Um, so I haven't started setting them per se um, as far as units go, but I have decided like, you know, I, I'm enjoying a lot more freedom this year than I did last year. Um, and I've sold double the amount of houses that I did last year. Um, and I haven't really, I'm not as stressed and I've started more businesses and I'm learning how to leverage better um, and delegate, which has been really hard for me, but I'm learning that quickly. And so for me, those are like my major things that I'm focusing on is how much more time can I have for myself um, away from my business. Because at the end of the day, I look at my business as a business and it's just supposed to be there to facilitate what I want to do. Um, not what I have to do. So 
trying to plan vacations around when I think I should be, you know, not as busy or not as needed around the office, um, you know, and putting the right people in place so that I can go on vacations and not worry about it. So it's been um, a good 2020 for me. Um, I've learned a lot about how to change my business and roll with whatever God gives you um, that we're dealing with now. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, it's been a good 2020 for me. I've learned a lot. Um, we've opened a bunch more businesses. Um, I have a lot more opportunities. And so I need to decide which ones I want to take and which ones I don't. So it's pretty nice. So I'm um, trying to be more careful with my time and um, more particular with who I spend it with. So you're really enjoying the staging side right now and the design side right now, right? I am. I, you know, for me, it's just, I get bored. I'm sure you guys get bored too. Um, I get bored with real estate um, a little bit, you know, once like you've sold a certain amount of houses and you've reached a certain amount of goals, like, you know, I'm not challenged as much. And so the design side has been challenging me um, and it's been fun. And so I want to do more of it. So I'm gonna. <laughs> nice. So does that mean you're going to like back off sales personally or get more agents to do say, like, do you have any idea of how that's going to work? I'm, I'm going to have a couple of my agents at my brokerage are, I talked to yesterday and um, they're going to be working as basically showing agents for me. So I'm going to use that. Um, I get a lot of buyers. Um, so I'm going to leverage them as helping me do the stuff that I don't want to do anymore. Um, I don't want to show houses. Um, I feel like somebody else could do that. And so that's a way that I'm taking back some of my time. Um, and I'm going to be a little bit more selfish with it. So, um, yeah, I, I'm going to have a showing agent. Um, two of them actually, um, this week are starting. So we're going to see how that goes. Very exciting for me. Um, <laughs> we'll see if, it, if, if it's awesome or if it fails miserably, we're going to find out pretty quick. Um, but yeah, so doing that right away and then I'm going to start, um, stepping back a little bit from the sales in general, um, and delegating all of it basically out. So, yeah, probably I have a six month plan for how to step back and not be involved in the sales as much anymore. Um, unless I really want to. So I'd like to do that too. I think, I think 2020 opened the eyes of a lot of realtors of they can actually work from home and they can delegate their business from home and figure out other things to do now. I think that opened up a lot of eyes this year. It opened it up for me. Like I was very adamant in the office, 7.30 a.m., left the office at 2 p.m. Like I don't do that anymore. And it's nice, it's, it's nice. It's nice to be home. It's nice to work from home and thinking about other business adventures and stuff. I mean, people saved a lot of money this year, even though it sounds like they didn't, they did. And I think that opened up a lot of eyes for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I feel like it's hard. What's hard for me right now is like, I just have come off like the best summer of my life, which we all know, if you know me, that summer is super important to me. And that's like the one time of the year where I really protect my time. But you know, I like all of the COVID stuff and the shutdown and the quieting of the market for a while gave me an excuse to live my life like for this one summer, the way that I've always wanted to. And now I have this panic about going back to finger quotes, real life. And so I 
feel like my goal is just to try to keep as much of that lifestyle as I can and still keep my business intact, which is really wild because it's really crazy how like it gets you so fast. Like you're like one second and you can go back and forth every other second of the day. Like one second, you're like, I'm having the best summer of my life. I love watching my priorities more careful and calming down a little bit. And then the next second you're like, Oh my God, I got to go out and get new business. I'm a failure. And then you go back and forth and back and forth. But like now that summer is over, I usually tend to dig into my business come like October one. And I usually have a super strong fourth quarter because of that. But like, I, I've always really struggled with the balance of life versus business. And I don't want to do that as much anymore, but it sucks you in so fast. It sucks you in and then you just, it's like, you can't get out. I, I, I feel you in that aspect of the, you know, how I was getting the office every day at seven 30, leaving at two. And then it's like, you become zombies, you know, like you, you, you're stuck in this, in this role and you can't get out of it. Cause that opened my eyes too. like, we're, we're stepping back, even on a personal level, we're stepping back with, with kid events, you know, motocross, we were at the motocross track every single weekend. And now that we are not at the motocross track every weekend, it's kind of like, this is nice. Like we don't, we can do other stuff. Like my husband has a motorcycle. We can go do stuff with him. We can go travel. We could do motocross one weekend out of the year. You know, it like it opened up our eyes a lot as to, we don't have to stick into this zombie schedule. Um, and it does, it sucks you back in right away. We, we've noticed that it's kind of sucked us back in like Cade's back in school. So I drop him off. I go pick him up. We do homework. We go to swim practice. We come home. We do dinner. Like we're almost back in that zombie role. And it's kind of like, ooh, it kind of like, I don't want to. I don't want to be in that zombie role. So I think that opened up a lot of eyes too for people this year. Well, I like what Angela said. I mean, and we've all heard that before. Like, you know, Kristen and I are Keller agents and that's Keller's motto is, you know, business is worth owning, life worth having, business by design, right? But um, I actually was like pounding my fist against my head when Angela said like the whole point of my business is supposed to be able to allow me to do what I want. Right. But like, I don't know, that chasing just sucks you back in so mm-hmm. fast. So yeah, I think my whole goal is to try to keep more balance, I guess. It's hard. What about you, Jess? I don't know. I mean, I feel genuinely stuck right now. Like I had my biggest year ever. I had a GCI goal and I surpassed that by like 150,000. And I just don't know like what the next steps are for me. Like I'm burnt out. Like I could even start crying right now. Like talking about it. I'm burnt out and I just don't know what else to do. Like I, you know, I think one of the aspects of my life that's hard is Ian is super involved and not super involved in my business, but very opinionated when it comes to what I should be doing. And so I feel like there's like this constant battle between the two of us. And in his mind, like just do 30, 35 deals a year and we make enough money. But like, I don't know if I want to keep doing that, but I don't know like what this looks like. And so I feel very stuck. And I think that's why I haven't started thinking about next year because I don't know 
what the goal is anymore. I don't know. Like the long-term goal, not a transaction goal, not a GCI goal, but a legitimate like business plan. Yeah. That's interesting. So like you're coming off of your big year ever in your career and you're burnt out. Mm -hmm. like, wow. Like usually someone who's coming off their big, biggest year is like, let's go, let's go on to the next one. Let's do this. And you're not, you're like, whoa, pump the brakes. Yeah. And I mean, some of that too is like, you know, I don't know if we're going back to school full-time anytime soon. And so there's a lot of like hesitation, like how can I sit down and really dig into what next year looks like when life as we know it isn't normal. I don't know if I'm going to have to keep homeschooling. I don't know if my son's going to be home with me every single day. I don't know. And so I know that I can't go at this pace with him being home all the time because he's affected. So how can you even right now in this moment make a tangible plan when the fucking plan isn't even what it normally is because the world is crazy right now. And so that's probably a piece of being stuck right now because we're at the mercy of what's going on around us as well. Yeah. So how about plan it like that way? Like, why don't you plan it to where, like plan it around your family, I guess you can say. I mean, we all do that, but plan it around your family. I don't know. How many units are you going to do this year? I'm at almost 60 for the year. I'm at like 57. And what do you normally do? Like 30, 35, like Ian, you know? And you're, and you're good with 30. Like 30 is like comfortable for you. Yeah. So why don't you just like plan it around your family? Like, you know that your son's going to be home with you. Like plan it as if this is never going to end. Maybe have that mindset. And if it does change and we do start opening back up, then it's for the better. I don't, I don't know. Do you get what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm. Yeah. But like, I think for me, it's so much bigger than like next year. And I think that's inherently what the issue is. It's not about transactions. It's not about GCI. It's, it's really not about those things for me right now. It's about what does this look like long-term? And I don't know the answer to that. Like, and I don't want to just keep living by a transaction count and a GCI goal. And, and that's, I think, part of the stuckness. I don't know what the goal is anymore. Yeah. I feel the same way. I've felt really stuck all year too. Because for me, I was doing big, 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 big business. And then we all know I made a conscious decision to bring it way down because it was destroying my life. Right. And so now I'm at this pace that's like really comfortable and I could do it with my eyes closed, but I'm bored and I feel unfulfilled and I don't feel like I have any passion. And so I'm really stuck in like, but I don't want to go and build what I already had because that wasn't good. So like, how do I build? I need to build something. I'm a builder. I don't care what it is. Like, I just need to be creating something. So why can I go and create that? doesn't destroy my life, but makes me feel fulfilled and have purpose again. And I don't know, I'm, I'm stuck. Stuck is a good word. I'm stuck too. And that's okay to be stuck. You guys don't have to like always keep going. It's okay to be stuck and not know what you're going to do. That's part of life. It's going to hit you at some point. You're going to, it's going to hit you. A light bulb's going to turn on and you're going to be like, this is it. 
It may not be now. I mean, maybe in the next three, four months. But that's I've kind of come to the realization through a lot of work with my therapist. If if you don't have a therapist, everybody, everybody should have a therapist or five. But um, that sometimes you just don't feel it. And not just with work. Like sometimes you just don't feel it. Sometimes you just don't know what the answer is. And sometimes you can come up with 37 ideas and none of them sound good. And you just have to pick one. And then after you take the action, you'll feel it, you know? So that's kind of where I'm at. It's like, all right, I'm just going to have to come up because this has been two years for me that I've been stuck like this. And that is like, so unlike me, like usually I know every minute of every day where I'm going and what the plan and the goal is. And I don't like feeling this lost. And so I've kind of just been like, I'm just going to have to come up with a goal and go for it. And once I take action, hopefully then I'll feel it, you know, because sometimes you just don't. But it's, this is such a common thing. Like everyone that I'm talking to, every business owner, every real estate agent right now that I'm talking to is like, I don't know what's next. I did this and it was great. And now I don't know if I want to do that again. Or, you know, I don't know if I want to do more. I don't know if I want to do less. I mean, everybody, I don't know why, but I really, truly feel like everyone I'm talking to right now feels confused and a little stuck and lost about what's next which is weird. I'm just afraid of what's next, honestly, like, because I, I've accomplished the goals that I set out to accomplish. And now I'm no longer challenged. So now I have to find something and I know what that something is. It's just whether or not I actually take the leap, because this is like a major thing for me that I really have wanted to do for years and years. And you and I have talked about it forever. Um, and that's starting building. So starting to be a home builder. Um, I'm tired of my clients having to settle for shit houses um, that are way overpriced. And so at this point, I think the only solution for me is, you know, I can't do the volume I need to do when I'm flipping um, to, to get these people into houses. The only way I can do it is to build, um, build my own houses and build my own neighborhood. And I guess for whatever reason, it scares the shit out of me. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that there's a big financial um, investment, but I'm not worried about that part of it. I'm, I'm afraid of, I don't know what it is. Like I've never, I've never felt like because I'm female that that has anything to do with whether or not I'm going to be successful or not. Cause I think that's crap, but that's just me. But I feel like in the home builder world, that's like a different world. It's different than regular real estate. It's, mm-hmm. it's very male run and dominated. And how is it going to change me when I join that world? And that's, that's what scares me. It's how am I going to change once I do make that jump? Cause it's going to happen. I mean, I've already, I have floor plans already at regional building. Um, so it's going to happen fairly soon. And I'm afraid, I guess. I don't want to fail. I'm feeling afraid about, and I've just been starting to like articulate this to myself over even just the last couple of days is like, I've been wildly successful at what I did. That's yeah. not an ego thing but now I want to do something else. And I'm like terrified that I can't be successful again, if that makes sense. So like back in the beginning of my business, I had a mentor who said, um, okay, great. You've had a good year. Now do it again. Now do it again. Now do it again. Now do it again. And then you can really say that you're successful. Um, and that's how I feel. Like I personally feel like maybe I just got really lucky maybe the stars aligned the right way in order for me to build my big business in the first place. But then 
to go out and do something different, I'm going to fail. And then I would be really embarrassed. Like, I feel like failing after you've had some success, not that I'm the most successful person on the planet by any stretch of the imagination, but like to fail after you've already had some success, I feel like is like more embarrassing than failing in the beginning. Cause in the beginning, it's just like, whatever, of course you're not successful. You can't do it because you've never done it before. But yeah, I feel really afraid of failure right now, like kind of paralyzed by it. I think we have to find something that makes us proud of ourselves um, because we've been doing so much for so many other people for so many years. It's, um, that's kind of something that I've been thinking about a lot. It's, you know, what am I gonna, what am I gonna leave legacy wise, you know, like this last quarter of the year, I mean, it's basically a free quarter for me. So what am I going to do with it? Like, how am I going to improve somebody else's life, my life? What am I going to do? Um, and so I have a whole list of things I want to do. Um, and I don't really have anything that I have to do. And so having freedom is weird. Um, and so that's, that's, I think, something that's hard for personalities like you and I and, and Jess and probably Kristen too. Um, you know that we're not really afraid of actually doing whatever it is that we're talking about and we'll probably end up doing it and a lot of people get paralyzed by the fear and we don't um like i don't i don't mind failing as long as i learn something from it um and i think that if i i just need to find a, like five things that i can do this year um this coming year that um challenge me excite me and motivate me to become a better version of me and be more proud of myself because as somebody that also goes to therapy <laughs> and has multiple therapists, um, you know, I think that I've learned a lot about how much I neglect myself and how much I don't want to do that anymore. And I'm going to make that choice to um, put myself first um, in 2021. So, you know, I'm like, I'm super envious. Like if you were to hand me a piece of paper and be like, write down, like whatever it is that you have written down on your sheet of paper right now, and I would be like, I don't know. Cause I don't know. Like I, I feel like I don't know anything anymore is the best way to explain how I feel. <clears throat> and no idea where that's coming from. No, not at all. <laughs> you just kind of like paralyzed by boredom. I think like, it's not. I mean, I think it's, I think it's a little bit of everything. Like I think anything suggested right now, I'd be like, yeah, because I think all of these things are real and true right now in this moment. Yeah. But just like all outside influences off the table from anyone else in your life, like what do you want your business to look like? What do you want? You don't know? I genuinely don't know the answer to that. You can, we should have Stacy, my coach, come on because she'll be like, fucking two hours a month or two hours a week, I sit on the phone with those asshole and she doesn't know anything about anything and tells me this every week because that's really where I'm at. Like, I don't know. I don't know the answer to these questions. Nothing anyone says to me is like, oh, that sounds exciting. I'm like, oh, okay. Neat. I feel like I know what I want, but I'm paralyzed by the fear of being able to do it or the fear of failure or the fear of not succeeding at it, I guess. And I don't know what I want. And that's paralyzing too. 
Because mm -hmm. I feel like I should have like these really amazing like answers for everybody. Like, oh my God, I'm coming off my best year ever. This is the goal. This is the plan. This is where we're at. And I'm like, I mean, it's going to be cold soon. So I'll probably be inside. Like that's the goal right now. <laughs> like, Are you going to, okay. Do you want your business to stay at the same level as it was last year? Do you want it to increase? Do you want to decrease? You know, nothing. You're, you don't probably watch game, game of Thrones, but you know, nothing. No, what have we met? No. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, that's where I'm at. And, and so you said you were going to do five things to help yourself grow or prioritize yourself next year. Do you have any idea of what some of those are? Well, my one main thing that I want to do is I, um, this is terrifying to me. So um, I'm going to take a vacation by myself. Yeah. Um, somewhere that I've always wanted to go. And I've got like five different places that I want to go to. So I'm going to start doing like a solo vacation <laughs> every year. Um, but trying to get more comfortable with being uncomfortable with that kind of thing is on my list. Um, yeah, I mean, I always feel like such a loser when I go to lunch by myself. Um, and so I'm trying to get over that because I feel like as a business person, like that's one of the reasons why I don't ever have lunch is because I'm afraid to do it by myself and I look like an idiot. So uh, getting over that fear of feeling like awkward with myself and trying to, uh, I don't know, I guess get to know me better and what I like to do outside of work um, because I feel like work has become an identity for me and I don't want that to be the case. I want it to just be a vessel that gets me what I want out of life and trying to focus more on what I actually want out of life is what's on my list of things to do for the next quarter, so. And I think that's a little bit where I'm at. Like, I'm just tired of being defined by what ranking you are in your office. How much do you see right. done? How many transact? Like, I'm tired of being defined by numbers. And I think that that's maybe partly where some of my mental block is coming from because our entire being is real estate surrounded. And then like, oh, look at Jessica. She only did 15 deals this year rather than six. And it's like, yeah, but I'm happier. My kids are happier. My husband's happier. Like, why are we not measuring our success by that? And why is it always off of this, you know, number over here? So I do think a little bit of my stuff is coming from that, especially as somebody who has been so boundary driven and to have like this entire world blown apart and have my whole life, like not be like this regimented systematized and have the amount of clients that I had all at once. I don't, I I'm super thankful for the business and I don't want anyone to misinterpret what I'm saying, but I genuinely cannot go at this pace by myself anymore. And so I'm at this fork in the road where I need to make a decision on, I either need to be completely comfortable and totally okay with going back to my 30 deals a year and that's fine, or it's time to get leverage and grow the business in a different way. And I just don't know what that looks like. Yeah. No, I agree. I think, you know, at, at some point, if we're all broken down to just numbers and that's all we are, what kind of existence is that? Like, that's not, that's not quality of life. That's not, that's not anything. It's just numbers. And most of the time people lie about them anyway. So who cares? 
It's so wild because I'm thinking about switching brokerages, which is a whole nother topic, but like just diving into looking at different models of, you know, brokerage operations, like this is really opened my eyes to like, there are totally different ways of doing things. Like the system I, oh, yeah. I, the system I personally have been in for so many years, which absolutely nothing against them. I built my career there and I love them. Um, you know, is just so driven on numbers and volume and units and all this stuff that, you know, the other brokerage that I'm speaking with is so focused on GCI and how much actual money you're making. And they would prefer that you make more money and do less transactions. And it's just totally wild to like, think about a place where they value essentially yeah. quality of life over just your output, you know? It's yeah. Well, and that's one of the things that like, cause Lindsay, I'm looking at a brokerage change too. And so obviously Lindsay and I kind of going through this together, we've been talking a lot about this. And it's funny because like one of their value propositions is always if I can help you get X amount more deals a year, isn't that worth it? And it's like, no, maybe not. I don't know. Like, I, I don't, I don't know the answer to that because a year ago more seemed better. And today I'm like, maybe more isn't better. Like maybe life is easier and more simplistic and I'm happier when I'm doing 30 deals than when I'm doing 60 deals. Like what's the cost benefit there too? Cause I don't know if that's a tangible benefit at this point. Yeah. Like where did this culture even come from that we're only worth our number on the real trends ranking list? Like I don't know. Ego and this maniacal drive to brag and boast and you know, this constant dick swinging contest we have in our industry. Like that's exactly where it's from. Yeah. It's just so weird. Like, I don't know any other industries in the world that punish themselves like this. But yeah, the HVAC guy down the street's not fucking crying himself to sleep because he didn't sell an extra three units this year. No, like I'm looking at a brokerage switch feeling like I have to go to whatever brokerage I'm with and apologize for my last two years production because it's way down from where it used to be like they wouldn't want to have me and I'm embarrassed and I need to beg them to have me go there when it's been in some ways the best two years of my life like I've done more for myself I've spent more time with my child I've done more around my house like I've been at peace more in the last two years than I ever have in my entire life so like why do I feel subpar about that because this is my fucking business it doesn't belong to anybody else so why do i feel so bad about that it's crazy that's the society we live in you right. to work you don't work to live and that's just the reality of the world that we live in here in the american society and that's the truth and i think as women we constantly push ourselves to be more and do more and have more and prove ourselves more and like really who, who are we proving Thing to like, who cares? It's the wrong people. That's who we're proving it to. That's the problem. Like, who like, gives a shit if we're at the top of a list? Who cares well, about that? Here, if I close thirty deals or if I close sixty deals, is my friend? No, you're not paying my no. bill. You don't care. I don't get the right to care unless I'm paying your bills. 
Right. And not only that, but look at the lives of all the people who are on the top of everything. They're not good. Yeah, I'm tired of sacrificing everything to be at the top of those stupid lists because it's costing me not just my own sanity, it's costing me my freedom and I'm done. Yeah. I want it back. And I think like that's probably part of the crossroads that Lindsay and I are both at right now is she had an easier year by choice and enjoyed herself more. I had this crazy year, not really, but I mean, not by, I mean, it's always a choice in our business, but boundaries weren't in place as much. I didn't feel like I spent as much time with my family and I'm fucking miserable. And at what point do we just say, you know what, making X amount of dollars per year is cool. And that's that and move on with our day when it doesn't always have to be big. big yeah. It's brave. That would be really brave to say, I feel like. Mm -hmm. But then I do, I personally have to find something else to do then if I continue to do this because I feel very bored and unfulfilled. So that's what's tough. If you could do 30, this is what I keep coming back to right now is if I could continue to do 30 deals a year, let's just call it 30 deals a year. So that's like, you know, $300,000 give or take in GCI in our market, right? If you could do 30 deals a year, make all that money fairly simplistically because it would be simple for you. Oh, I literally, you guys, like if I told you the number, first of all, I don't even think I can count that high because I'm blonde and bad at math. But if I told you the number of Netflix shows that I binged from start to finish this year, you would probably vomit. Like I did nothing this year. It's awful. But, but, but my, my important point though is, is if you could make a conscious decision to say, you know what, like I'm good with X units because X units brings me X amount of money. And I know that that's enough money to provide for my child and have this really cool life. And then we find like another passion project that we get to focus on. And that's where the excitement comes from. And that's where that, and, and the real estate becomes what Angela is talking about, which is to fund all the other stuff that you want to do. Maybe we need to change our viewpoint around, maybe that's the issue, Lindsay. But, that's, but it is the issue though, because think about any other industry, any other business in the world, like how many people would kill to make that income? It's in the top 1% of all incomes in the United States of America. And here we are like, well, it's not 600, it's not a million, it's not 2 million, but it's the culture, you guys. And I love my brokerage and I really don't want to talk shit. And I don't even think it's shit talking, but where I'm at currently is I've realized that it will never stop because of the culture. And it maybe it's just the culture in the industry and that would be hard to find out. But I mean, like it's, it is the culture. Like you're not, if you stay stagnant, if you stay the same, if you want to only do 30, 60, 90, whatever units you decide a year, you're dead to everybody. Like you're worthless. And that's really unfortunate. Why is it like that? I don't think lawyers sit around all day long and go, how many cases did you take this month, bro? You know, like it's not like that. But I think it's like that partly because we choose to make it like that you're saying like I'm sitting here listening to us talk and I'm like for all the hours and hours of phone calls and anxiety and anguish and all this stuff that you and I have gone through this year trying to figure out like what we're doing maybe right now in this moment we just figured it out and it's just to simplify 
the real estate side of things and we need to go do something else to build the passion back and it doesn't have anything to do with real estate like what i've never done anything else in my yeah. yes i would have to move to like tennessee which is my dream anyways so that i could boat all year long because like i don't have any other hobbies besides netflixing and chilling like way too no chill just netflix but way too much but like what like what else would i do like that this is all i've ever done since i was 17 years old i think that's what happens you know once we all reach those personal goals and we you know crush them we look for for other things and what's the other the only other thing that we can do in this business that's gonna fulfill us is watching somebody that we've trained crush their goals and live the life that they want to live and so how can we do that on a large scale with more people and that's why i opened my brokerage and that's why it's different and that's why it's important to me to be able to do the things i want to do and help the people i want to help in the first place feel like maybe we just figured yeah. out like, why we've been so stuck, Lindsay. And it's not about real estate. No, it's about fulfillment and you. There's nothing else you can give me at this point. Like, that's how I feel. I have a beautiful boat. I have, I would have liked to keep my old house. That's a sore subject. We all know it's another story, but like, whatever, my house is fine cheap to pay for i'm ripping it apart because i'm fucking bored but like it's great you know? it is good like my life is good i drive a beautiful car like i would love a swimming pool in my backyard what the fuck do i need like that's the problem when so my motivation my drive always used to be i want to be the best i want to beat all these people and now i'm like i don't give a single fuck about that so I don't need more money or anything personally in my life. So it's like, what am I even working for? Like, that's how I feel. Why do you think that the people who are at the top of these lists are always like 45 and under? It's because the people over that don't give a shit anymore. They don't care. They don't care about the numbers. They don't care. They don't care about all the stuff that we've been groomed to care about. There's no correct answer but you have to follow your heart and you have to do what's best for you and your family and numbers don't matter if the quality of your life sucks and also i would like to say that it has been an unusually absolutely crazy year and it's very normal right now to be feeling lost or stuck or scared or confused and um probably everybody all across the world is echoing that right now and so i would just give yourself grace to sit in what's happening right now and not be angry or upset with yourself about not being able to make big decisions because it's been a rough year so don't forget the stuff we've been through 2021 should be better bye <laughs> We hope you loved our show today. If you enjoyed it, do the homegirls a favor and leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. Share this episode with all of your homegirls and friends and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at homegirlsco.